Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Date Differently with your main man, Russ over here. Hello. And me. So The beautiful Maddie. Let's not forget to tell everyone who you are, Mads. Thanks for the introduction, Russ. So today we are talking about how to meet guys. More specifically, where have all the good men gone? Welcome to Date Differently, a podcast for the right girls dating the wrong guys. Where we talk about breaking all the goddamn rules. Where have all the good men gone? Do you know, Matt, since we started The Social Collective, I get this question all the time, right? Through our workshops, through some of the talks, through any of the coaching we've done, I've often met um, clients who are just frustrated and just kind of over it. And do you know what I get? I get that question. Where the fuck have all the good men gone? That is a question that I get, that I ask myself a lot sometimes too, and that I always talk about with my friends, because sometimes it just seems that you're dating the same guy over and over again, you're and dating you- the wrong guy over and over again, and then you just think, where are the good guys? Like, and you see your friends with really great boyfriends or your friends that are married, and you're like, he's a really good egg. Where can I find these good eggs? What does yeah. a good egg look like in dating? What does a good guy look like for you? Well, I think a good guy is different for everyone. Um, I think it's just, you know, whatever type you go for, whatever kind of guy you're looking for. Yeah. You just want someone who will show up, who'll have an engaging conversation, who's interesting and funny. It's quite a broad thing. Mm. So maybe it's also a bit of a mindset shift. Maybe girls out there need to sort of think, am I overthinking it yeah. or am I looking into it too deeply? Because good guys are everywhere. Hallelujah, right? I I totally agree. And look, for the listeners, right, if you guys have been following us for a while, and if you live in Sydney, some of you might have actually come along to one of the workshops we ran circa 2017, which was where have all the good men gone? The key takeaway from the workshop, and the thing that I genuinely, honestly believe, right, and I know not many people are going to agree with me, not many people are going to like me saying this, but some people do, and here's the thing, there are good men everywhere, right? There are good fucking men everywhere and it doesn't matter how frustrated you you are or what you're going through. I stand by that statement. The problem I think is when I talk to a lot of my friends who are dating and I say, how are you meeting guys? It's always apps. It's always Tinder, Mm. Bumble, Happen. It's always the apps, which is great. It makes it a lot easier to talk to people, a lot easier to make that initial contact. But everyone is meeting people on Tinder. Everyone's meeting people on the apps. So nobody's talking to each other anymore? No. And Old I think that's school. the thing. With Tinder, there's just such a big pool. And I've said this before, like it's the abundance thing. There's too mm. many fish in the sea. I like that. The abundance thing. Too many, yeah. too many fish in the sea. And on the same page, people want to meet in real life. I've talked to people and they're frustrated with meeting people on apps because they're not meeting the right guys because the app can give you anyone from everywhere. I want to meet people in real life. I don't want that to be a thing of the past. If I'm hearing you correctly, you're talking about this abundance mentality. And the apps kind of lend itself quite nicely to this abundance mentality. This abundance mentality kind of shook me a little bit. You probably know this already. I've worked for years with guys. And shifting my entire coaching business to working with women, I had to change the way I thought about dating. And I've learned so much over the last couple of years. The one thing I did learn, and it was a huge learning, and you might remember this, Mads, because we we as a team, we talked about this quite a lot, is this, when the apps came about, when Tinder started, when Bumble started uh, becoming more and more prevalent, my opinion was, oh, wow, we have got abundance mentality. I've got heaps more women that I can match with and swipe with. But the truth is, you've got heaps more guys that you can match with and swipe with as well. So we're kind of like on an even platform. Mads, I couldn't have been more fucking wrong if I tried, 
right? And the big learning that I got, and for those of you listening out there, uh, Maddie, Nikki, Sarah, they're all part of the team and they're all dating. And so we're constantly talking about dating. We're having real conversations about what's happening on the ground. We're not giving advice out of a book. We're going through it, right? And the thing that I learned and the thing that I realized is even though men have an abundance and we have an abundance in the way we think, and, and I was of the opinion of that women also have that abundance when it comes to the dating apps. What I found was that when you like a guy, when you find a guy, you've, you've, you've matched with him, you've swiped, you've connected, you started to get on really, really well with him and you're chatting to him, all the other guys fall off to the wayside. That you don't want to be talking to all the different guys. You don't want to be talking That's to true. different men. You're just talking to this one. That's true. Where guys, on the other hand, will talk to 20 women at once yeah. and, and think nothing of it. So really, the frustration is real. The abundance mentality yeah. for guys is there, but not so much for girls. And I feel like men and women approach the apps in very different ways. So I think maybe we should today talk about how to meet people in real life. In and real I'm using life. inverted commas the bunny um, ears. right now because... I'm a hopeless romantic. I'm a bit of an old school person. I still think of the, you know, the idea of bumping into someone in a coffee shop or finding that friend and sort of just one day looking at them in a different way and thinking, oh, you could be the one. So I think that's still out there. I think people are really open to meeting people in real life. But are they? I think they are. I think there is appetite for it. There is a want. There is a want to have that genuine connection with somebody in the real world. However, I feel like because so many people are on the apps and so many people are using technology to help them meet people, that people aren't thinking, oh, I can just meet people in real life. And they're sort of putting it in the too hard basket. Whereas Mm. I think if they think about it, if they think about how they could go about their day, go about their lives in a way where they might meet new people, then it can shift this mentality from thinking it's too hard, I'm just going to use the apps, I'm just going to go home, open a tub of ice cream and get swiping into, oh, well, maybe I'll try this sport every week or go to this bar every week or, you know, go out with a different group of friends and just open your social circle because that's how you meet new people and that's how you could potentially meet the love of your life. Yeah, okay, like, let's open this can of worms up, right? And this is such a fucking interesting part of dating whose responsibility is it to start that conversation and i asked that being a guy who dated in the 90s where i had to find the balls to go over and start a conversation and if i didn't i didn't meet anyone so obviously to your point with the apps i've got all this abundance but if we're saying move it into real life to meet someone in a coffee shop go to a, a you know a rowing class and start a conversation with someone whose responsibility is it that is a brilliant question and i think it is everyone's responsibility how However, back in the day and in the rom-coms, it's always the guy that approaches the girl. The girl expects him to approach. The girl sort of is a little bit flirty or, you know, drops her handkerchief or does something that Mm. makes the guy approach her. But now I think it's everyone for themselves, which in turn makes it a little bit trickier because we don't have those sort of social cues or those boundaries or those etiquettes. It's a game with no rules. Yeah, agreed. But here's the thing. Nobody is doing it and i think nobody's doing it for two reasons right there's a weird mexican standoff where women have got the old school mentality to be fair not all women but from like what a I'm lot seeing, of them do i am guilty of it too like yeah. i in my head i have this romantic idea of a guy you know tapping me on the shoulder in a coffee shop and saying oh let me get that for you what are you it's doing cute. for the next half an hour let's have a chat like that's never but ever gonna happen but also but... It's, it's his responsibility yeah. like the the women that i've had conversations with 
the girls that I've met have been like, but it's his responsibility to start a conversation with me. He has to come over and talk to me. And if he doesn't, then he's not a strong man. He's not the kind of guy that I want to date, which I think is bullshit. It's absolute bullshit, especially in today's dating world. Guys should not feel like they need to make the first move. Girls have been sort of conditioned to think, oh, well, I'll put some makeup on. I'll make my hair pretty. I'll wear something nice. I'll sort of peacock around and then a guy will approach me. He'll be like, oh, you look nice or you're funny. Like we're the peacock and guys approach us. But in the animal world, it's actually the guys who do the peacocking. Well, so, the, yeah, that's very true. The peacocking, the, the feathers, the, the look, pretty peacocks the nail, are the men. Isn't it? That's absolutely right. I'm a big advocate of don't be afraid to start a conversation with a guy you like. It's not too forward. It's not too needy. It, all the noise that you've heard leading up today is nothing but that noise. And I think... The noise sometimes does come from within as well. Mm. You have all these conversations inside your head, like, what if I come across as too needy? What if I come across as too forward? What if he just doesn't want to talk to me? What if he's got a girlfriend and he's like, whoa, shifted back? I've got a girlfriend. Get out of your head, man. But like what you said, it's starting a conversation. You're not going there and saying, oh, can I have your babies? Or let's get married now. (laughs) You're literally just saying, hey, how's your day? Hello, how are you? You know, and this is true, right? So think about it. When you're in, let's say networking, for example, like let's say you're in a, a business or you work for a company where you've got to do business development. You don't have any problems going, I mean, some people are nervous, some people are worried, but there's no inherent kind of mindset of I'm not going to go over and talk to that potential new client because it's his job to come to me. The reason it gives me the shits is literally this, right? Is it important to you to meet the man of your dreams? Is it important to you to get into a relationship? Is it important to you to have a family? If all of that is important to you, who the fuck cares how you met him? Who really cares if you started the conversation or he started the conversation? When push comes to shove, right? When you're you're married and you've got your gorgeous little kids running around you, and again, if that's important to you, you're not going to turn around and be like, oh... I approached him, I did all the work, you're going to be like, I love my life. This is amazing. This is the family I've always wanted. This is the the future. And look, I I know not not everyone wants kids and family, but it's just kind of that that ideology that I'm talking about. On that note, I'm going to do a Maddie story time again. Yeah, Um, it's a bit I look forward to every week. This is how my parents met. So my parents went to university together. They were both living in Hobart at the time, so very small town. They were both working in the casino. And so my dad would make the drinks and my mum would serve the drinks or the other way around, can't remember. And so they were sort of in the same circle. They were in the same friendship circle a little bit. Um, And then my mum, it was my mum who had the thought. She she knew him and she thought in her head, that's the guy I'm going to marry. And so... She knew what she wanted. She knew what she wanted and she went for it. She thought, okay, we're going to uni. We work together. No, that's not enough. I'm going to join the bagpipe band so I'm in his life even more. And so she thought, okay, well, he plays the bagpipes. What else can you play in a bagpipe band? My mum is not... She's kind of musical, but not really. Not really at all. So she thought, right, I don't play an instrument. Drums. Everyone knows how to beat a drum. So my mum learnt how to play the drums and joined the bagpipe band so she was in my dad's life even more Mm. so she just she she had that she put herself out there and she had that mentality of if he sees me all the time like if we have all these contacts if we see each other throughout the week the love will grow and it did it grew that's very cute. And that's very progressive again for your parents. Yeah, that eh? was that was back in the you, time where guys were still expected to make the first move. So and, in a way, my mum was, you know, weaseling her way in yeah. there. And look, that's that's a really that's an interesting point. Guys are expected to make the first move. Oh, this is a tough one for me because I grew up in that world. 
thinking it's my responsibility to approach a girl. It's my responsibility to start that conversation with her. I'm not going to be the kind of man that she's going to want to be with if I don't do that. But uh, over the years, like life has changed. Like I think, right, if I'm being incredibly honest, the dating landscape has changed so dramatically since 2012. 2012 was the introduction of Tinder. That's when it started. And the way that we date, the way that we meet people has changed so much from when I dated, from when your parents dated. And that's only six or seven years ago, right? So we've had such a big shift in six or seven years. The technology has changed. The way we think about and approach dating has changed. But it's so interesting. Has the mentalities changed? I don't think the mentality has changed one bit. I think people are still under the impression that guys make the first move. And I mean, it's the media, it's movies, it's Mm. television. The guys are the ones who pursue the girls. Mm. Whereas why can't it be the other way around? Maybe we change, maybe we change that language. Maybe it's not pursuing anyone, right? So think of it like this. One of the big kind of pushback I get from clients, from women when I talk to them is like, I don't want to seem too forward and I don't want to seem too needy. Nobody wants to seem needy. And it's like, you're not needy. not needy but if we use language like oh i'm pursuing him it lends itself to that so maybe maybe we call it what it is and ultimately all it is is starting a conversation this is what i love about this right when you see a guy that you like so all you listeners everyone listening think of it like this you're on your way to work one morning or you're yeah let's take that you're on your way to work one morning you get off the bus and you go into the coffee shop and you see a really good looking guy and you think visually he is so my kind of guy he's he's good looking he looks pretty sexy he's ordering his coffee and then if you adopt that mentality that it's his oh, like responsibility to start a conversation with me or come over to me you might never meet him if you then take the the kind of progressive thinking going oh you know what i'm going to go over and talk to him oh no i'm going to be too needy and too forward you'll never take action so here's what i recommend here's a mindset that i think is so fucking powerful if you adopt it right when you see a guy that you like when you see a good looking guy and you think yep that's my kind of guy don't go over because you like him go over to find out if you like him and that's so goddamn important he might be just a pretty face. You don't know that. So don't go over because you like him. Go over to find out if you like him. I had that exact experience when I was at uni. I would get there at about 8.30 in the morning and I'd have a coffee every single day. And the guy who worked at the coffee shop was amazing. He was the most beautiful guy I had ever seen in my life. He was absolutely my type. He was tall. He had dark hair. It just, he was funny. He had an incredible smile. And so every morning I would order my soy cappuccino. You know, we would exchange, you know, some, some idle chit-chats. <laughs> yeah, the pleasantries that you exchange at 8.30 in the morning before your coffee. And I just had such a crush on him. I would tell everyone and Literally, the only conversations I've had it would be like, oh, hey, how's your morning going? Oh, yeah, mm. I make coffee. I came to uni. Really well, boring. chit-chat, right? Idle chit-chat. And I, I think this probably went on for, I hate to say it, but probably almost six months and until mm. I found him on Tinder. <laughs> I found him on Tinder. I swiped right. Then I found out he'd swiped right. And so we got oh, chatting on yeah. Tinder and then things moved off to Tinder into the real world. And then it was after 
it moved into the real world, I realised this guy's really boring and he's completely <laughs> not my type. And it was just so funny because I had to go around and tell all my friends, like, yes, I did meet Coffee Guy in real life. And they're like, oh, my God, so exciting. How was it? Yeah, he's not my type. <laughs> so that's six months of oh, slow boiling. And it's just- six months. Like, and, and do you know what the interesting thing about it is? If you take the leap, you put yourself out there and you go over and you approach the guy and you start a conversation with him, the chances are you're going to know pretty quickly if he's, like, just a pretty face or if he's the kind of guy right. that you want to get to I know could more. Have, I could have saved all that time if more. I'd have just extended the conversation beyond how's your morning been. <laughs> my um, my mother, she's a freaking intelligent woman, right? My mother used to say, time is a commodity that you don't get back. So don't fucking waste it. And don't get me wrong, I'm not advocating for people to go out there and do something that they're absolutely terrified of doing, right? I'm not saying go out and approach every single man you see. I'm not saying go out there and go start a conversation with every guy in the world. I'm saying pick your battles. And I think it's about balance. There's a time and a place where you might want to have a passive approach where you want to make the eye contact, you want to see a guy across the, the bar, and you want to smile, you want to reposition yourself so he can come over and start a conversation with you and I think that's that's, that's kind of an art to it it's it's beautiful right but then there are times when you're standing in line for a coffee in the morning and Mr. Good Looking Guy is over there and you just don't waste that opportunity go over there start the conversation talk to him and the other thing I want to point out as well is I don't want to take away from the fear that comes with that as well like I get it it's scary it's so scary approaching people But more often than not, if you just start a conversation, if you just say, oh, hey, like, what muffin do you recommend? Or do you come to this bar a lot? He's not going (laughs) to blow you off. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Do you come to this? That's like saying, do you come here often? Like the world's worst pickup lines. Okay, see, that's the judgment thing. (laughs) True, true. Don't be afraid of that judgment. He's not going to think that, okay? So what Russ just said, mm -mm, Mm -mm. wrong. He might think, oh, lame pickup line. But then, you know, you're going to smile. You're going to talk about other things. He's going to completely forget what you said when you first came over. Because sometimes you do need those really lame pickup lines just to break the ice. And then you get the conversation flowing. And then you talk about, you know, more important things. And that's the key, right? It's breaking the ice. It's not dating him. It's not spending the rest of your life with him. It's breaking the ice. And, you know, I can tell you from, like, I've asked this question heaps and heaps of times with people that are in relationships. I'm like, do you remember exactly what your first words were when you met? And a lot of people don't. They don't remember what the first thing someone said to them is. They remember the good times. They remember how they felt. That's so true. People remember how you made them feel, not what you said to them. Yeah. So it I, doesn't matter when you're meeting someone in real life, just get out of your comfort zone, just approach them. And it's easier said than done. It's so much easier said than done. But, you know, maybe you do need a bit of Dutch courage. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just need to practice it a little bit and maybe practice it on guys that you don't really fancy, which is, you know, <laughs> I'm not advocating to just go and flirt <laughs> with guys that you're not into, but just start conversations with strangers. And it's the starting conversations with strangers, which is the hardest part. So maybe just practice. Mm, and a big part of the social collective and the big part of our date differently strategy is talking about this concept that have a social life that serves your dating life and have a dating life that serves your love life. Like, take the pressure off of it being about dating and meet people to grow your social circles and that might mean talking to Mr. Coffee Shop Guy just to see if he's the right kind of guy for you but what I want to do as well Mads I want to bring this conversation around how to meet guys right like and taking that risk back to this whole idea of where have all the good men gone back to this whole idea of there are no good men everywhere and I wonder I would offer that 
if you go back to the old school mentality of guys approaching you in a bar or in a social situation, I would put my money on it that 10% of the guys out there will have the confidence and the balls to come over and start a conversation with you. To come over and go, hi, how are you going? I'm Russ. What's happening? What are you up to today? Are you having a good night? What are you drinking? But I would put my money on the fact that that same 10% of guys that can come up to you, can start a conversation with you and get your phone number is probably approaching and starting conversations with every other girl that they think is hot in that bar. And they're going across and they're talking to you and then they're going to go away and talk to someone else and they're going to get another number. And the chances are that the dating pool or the the approach is that they're dating multiple women, which is not a bad thing. Like I'm the kind of guy that sits in the 10%. I will start conversations with people. But what if your ideal man, the guy that you want to spend the rest of your life with is in the 90%? The guy that is too afraid of being called creepy or weird or strange or the guy that's a bit nervous to come and talk to you because you're surrounded by all your girls. What if your ideal man is is in the 90%? You'll never meet him. You're having to contend with the guys that will talk to anyone. And that's it. And that's where a lot of people come and they say, I'm meeting the wrong guy. So maybe it is, you know, those 10% Mm. that are the wrong guys. Right. Not, you know, generalizing or anything, but maybe there's some weight to it so I, I stand my, by my point there are good men everywhere maybe you just need to uh, change the approach in how you're meeting people and that also kind of lends itself quite nicely to this idea of tinder right well like if i was to say to you how do you think women are meeting men today what would you say number one would be dating apps I think it's just, it's too tempting not to use them because they're so user-friendly. They're so easy. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. It just fits into everyone's busy lifestyle. Everyone (laughs) is so busy. And that's what I get from a lot of my friends too. I'm too busy to meet people. I hate that. I really do. I'm too busy to prioritize my life. Yes. I'm too busy to meet what could be potentially the man of my dreams. I'm too busy to meet someone to have a family with. Definitely. Like, I really want a family when I'm older. I want to find someone to be with forever. I don't want to, you know, wake up when I'm 50. I'll have an amazing career. I'll have a great group of friends. Yes, those are two things that I really want in my life as well. But I'll wake up and think, well, I'm single because I was too busy to prioritize dating. Mm, I want to leverage off what you said there. I want to talk about strategy. And is it important? And I've got so many opinions on this, but what do you think about this whole idea of developing and having a dating strategy? I think it makes sense. You know, we have a strategy when we want to lose weight and get healthy. We go to the gym X amount of times a week. We eat healthy. We have a strategy when um, we want to pursue a particular career. Um, We think, okay, I'm going to have this role and then I'm going to try and move up to the next role. I'm going to send out CVs. So we have strategies for lots of different things we want to achieve in life. So why not have a strategy for dating? And it winds me up, right? And and I don't know if it winds me up because I've got boy brain on or because I think more logically or because I just prioritize parts of my life. You're absolutely right. I couldn't agree with you more. We literally put in a strategy around health and fitness. Do we go to the gym at what time? Um, Do we do yoga? What do we eat? What nutrition are we having? And why do we do that? Because it's important to us. And then to your point, Mads, we put in a strategy around your careers. What kind of job do I need to do? What what do I need to do in my appraisals? Where do I need to go? Where do I need to position myself to become the CEO of a company? And even if you're an entrepreneur and starting your own business, right? Or even if you're thinking of starting your own business, you have a fucking strategy to do that. And why? Because it's important to you, right? But yet, when it comes to your dating life, when it comes to meeting someone that is going to be there for you 
love you, hold you, go through the ups and the downs, someone who is going to be by your side when the shit hits the fan, somebody who you can have kids with, somebody who you can love and share experiences with. If you don't want to have kids, somebody who can just be your life partner, your person. We're reactive. We are so reactive. It's ridiculous. On that same vein, but sort of on the flip side of that, having a dating strategy is very important. However, I feel like the word strategy, it's just so unromantic. It's a little dirty. Well, it's a, it just makes me think of Excel spreadsheets. And I think, like, <laughs> I don't want to Excel spreadsheet my love life. Like, you watch rom-coms and you just, it's, it, love life seems like it should be organic and spontaneous and and should sweep you off your feet. And yes, it should be all of those things. But are we naive to think like that? I don't think so. I'm a little bit of a hopeless romantic. I feel like you can feel those feelings, but you do need to have love at the forefront of your mind. I feel like a lot of people are being a bit cynical about... They're being, yeah, they're being scared and they're being cynical about love life and about dating. Mm. They just think it'll come when it comes. I'll meet him when he comes along. I'll know the guy when I see him. Yeah. All of those things are great, but they're just whimsical, wishy-washy phrases. And, and um, I think you said, you've said something that sparked a thought in my mind as well, this idea of love life. I genuinely think there's a huge difference between your dating life and your love life. And I think your dating life is about having fun and enjoying meeting people and going and meeting the right kind of guys. And we have a dating strategy. That's the whole point around the date differently approach. And as part of that dating strategy, we, we're constantly telling people that your dating life is nothing more than a screening process. Yeah, you are trying to work out, is he the right kind of guy for you? But your dating life is very, very different to your love life. Your love life comes with ups and downs. It comes with arguments. It comes with things that upset you, but things that you love. Your love life is about him holding your space when you've had a shit day. Your love life is about you holding his space and him letting you hold his space when he's had a shit day. It's about growing together. Whereas your dating life, oh my God, it's about working out, is he the right kind of guy for me? With that comes a level of screening. And I think we often try and drive our dating life car with our love life brain and our love life heart. And then we end up getting hurt. Like it's just it's just so important. Like and we and we think we covered that on on episode one. Know why you're dating. But when it comes to meeting guys, maybe don't put too much value on it in the early stages. Don't think I'm meeting my future husband. Just think I'm meeting a guy and see if he's the right kind of guy for you. You're meeting a new friend. You're meeting another person, and you're just hanging out, seeing how it goes. Like I've heard so many stories of people who have started dating guys but not dating they've just started seeing them mm. everyone uses the word yeah. seeing like i'm seeing someone so i think having that mentality around it yeah and just sort of getting to know them and spending a bit of time learning who they are before you sort of officially say yes we're an item is a really important thing to do which I, and i love that you touched on this this whole idea of kind of getting to know them a bit which is a whole new kettle of fish right it's this whole idea of how do i connect with the guy how do i i, I kind of like i'm i've, I've met him now what that's right? exactly right how do you sort of take that maybe friendship that you've created and make it something more or see if there is something more? How do you plant that seed? Yeah, exactly. And so if we keep bringing it back to this idea of a strategy, think, meet, engage and attract. Next week, I think we should talk about engage. What does it mean to engage a guy? What does it mean to build rapport? What does it mean to like go on a date like and have a really good date? Like, what does it mean to kind of get yourself out there and connect with him? 
I think that's a great place to stop today. Mads, what do you think? I think so. From this episode, um, my key takeaways would be, if you want to meet a guy, get off the apps, do something different and make the first move. Love it. Thank you, Maddie. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that today. It's, uh, it's food for thought, for sure. And uh, tune in next episode where we're going to talk about all things engagement. What does it mean to meet a guy, go on a date with him, and what, comes, what are the frustrations that come with that? Thanks for listening, guys. If you like what we're putting down, do not hesitate to hit subscribe to this podcast and help continue the conversation with us on our Facebook group. It's hashtag date differently. Let's break all the goddamn rules. We would love to see you there.